You're listening to episode 201 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. There's also a link to that available at the 360vegaspodcast.com website. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Feels good to be back doing a regular show. I mean, I, I enjoy, obviously, 360 Vegas vacation and trip reports, but there's something comforting about friends getting together and trying to make each other laugh while we talk about Vegas that I'm, I'm glad that we're back to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've got myself a, uh, so this week is Negroni week, and I am not a big fan of Campari, but, you know, when in Rome. So we're, uh, we are enjoying something called La Belle, L-E, and then B-E-L-L-E. It is gin, it's Negroni, and it's Aperol, and it's going to make Tony very happy. There's two two of those three things I've never even heard of or have any. I, I thought for of. a second it was going to be like when we were talking sports with Tony talking about the drink, like like we were going to tune out because we had no idea. It what very we much is that. Like, about. Well, I don't know what's going on. I know it's adult and that's cool, but beyond that, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I trust you two are having adult beverages with me. As always, sir. I just Love got it. started. Yeah, but yes. Right, can't do the show without a drinking. I know, man. right? It's just well, not it possible. feels weird. The whole concept is friends getting together, basically sitting around, bullshit, and trying to make each other laugh. We always do that with drinks, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, before we get started, I wanted to thank DJ Draper, also known as at DJ Danielson, for a well thought out, intelligent debate on sense of humor and forcing your opinions on society. I absolutely love a spirited debate, but I can't stand when people start to, like when, when you've either run out of arguments or, or you aren't intelligent enough to actually continue your argument, that you just start to resort to... Insults? Yeah, and, and that's what I really appreciated this. He and I had a conversation, as we knew, I would offend people with this, uh, uh, God, I don't even remember what the joke was. What the hell was it? That it, was, it was Beauty Bar. And it oh, was the, right. the way I like my beer. Right, right, right. But he had, we knew we would offend somebody, or, or I don't know if we offended him, but we knew somebody would, would ha- have uh, an argument against. And he it played out on Twitter, and he couldn't have been more respectful, more intelligent, more well thought out. Just uh, that, was, that was the way all disagreements should play out. Well, and it was more of a discussion than a disagreement. Re- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, totally. neither one of you went, well, if you believe that, you're just stupid. I mean, that's not, 
I, I completely yeah. agree with you. Uh, I, I also wanted to thank at under, underscore lucky45 for helping us out with our logo issues. Apparently, Google Play has some, when they just started doing podcasts, they had some weird logo requirements or something. And all the logos that I had for some reason didn't work. So this guy redid our logo for us so it would work. Just because he's, wow. he, yeah, he's into Google, uh, uh, you know, Google Play, whatever. And and he, he used, he was giving me shit every week when I put a show out, like going, Still haven't got this fixed because it was just like Podbean is all it was because I couldn't get any of our logos to work, and I was like, dude, I can't, I can't figure out. I don't know what it is. This guy just generous with his time, with his talent, with I, I, I am. Thank you. Both. Thank you. There you go. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> well, all right. Let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Casino Royale's casino is 17,500 square feet, the smallest in the Vegas market that this show covers, which is to say the Strip, Fremont, and places walkable from either. The largest is MGM Grand at 171,000 square feet. To compare, that means you could fit 9.77 Casino Royale's in the MGM Grand. I got that from show research. Casino Royale is, is smaller than Slots of Fun? Yes. Well, that that surprises me. Although I've only only ever been in Slots of Fun maybe uh, once or twice. Here's what you got to remember. Slots of Fun is kind of like um, an airplane hangar is kind of what it is. There's nothing. It's it's just it's a structure. And then they, they, you know, they just have a floor and they're like, oh, I know what we do. Throw some carpet down and games. Boom. Casino. (laughs) That's basically what it is. Basically what it is. Now, let me ask you something, Mark. where does or where would potentially La Bayou and or mermaids fall into this? Does that not really count? No, no, they don't count. <laughs> okay, okay. They're, they They're going to be gone soon anyway. They are full casinos. They don't have table games in them. They don't count. I see. Okay, good. Cool. No, that was that was a, a, unbelievable information. And frankly, I've been in both, and it surprises me that... As big as MGM is, it surprises me that Casino Royale would only be the equivalent, or, or MGM Grand maybe is a better way to say it, is only essentially 10 Casino Royales. Right. Because that means either I've built up Casino, I've built up MGM Grand to be bigger in my head than it is, or I've made Casino Royale smaller than it is because well, I because I would if you'd have said Tony how many casino royales can you fit into MGM Grand I'd have been like uh 38 you know it is funny like when I first think of it I would think the same thing but is it is it the casino floor square, square foot. footage uh, so that doesn't include and that's, the entry that's the thing, area Karen. The theaters, I bet you I'm the, thinking yeah. about all of the restaurants that MGM yep. Grand has right. exactly yeah. which yeah. I mean quite frankly casino royale doesn't have anyway so even if you included it you well, probably they have some shitty ones time. but they're all quick service. well yeah but um, that's the thing. If you're looking just at the casino square footage, it yep. makes yep. a little more sense. Yep. All right, let's move on to Twit Pick of the Week. <laughs> Turn your mic off, really? And, uh, sorry, Jen came in and she was talking to me and then I was telling uh, Cooper to get out. And so I, I was just trying to... I was trying <laughs> to just, not let I'll, the viewer at I'll home just, see behind the curtain. I'll just take a space because every time you do it, I hear it go click. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. All right. It's simultaneously inspiring and depressing. Beautiful and hard to look at. 
It's the view outside the plane window as it slowly takes you away from the Vegas Strip. A view that can bring grown men to tears, regardless of how much abuse they just suffered at the city's hands. From this view, brought to you by at BobSmith55, you can't see or remember the 6'5 blackjack, the switched out booze, the resort fees or franchise charges. For some reason, all you see or can think of is opportunity fading away right outside that tiny window. And then the longing to return begins. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't put in there something about, you know, like like a, uh, a prisoner of war who's developed Stockholm sy Syndrome, you start yearning for the master that has beaten you. <laughs> that is good. Why didn't I share this with you beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> like pulling the gun out of your mouth thinking, no, I might be back this year. Let's wait and see how this plays out. Both of these are better <laughs> endings. Both of these are. <laughs> I like that you guys are getting my style. I like it. Well, you basically <laughs> just think of the most extreme really example. It really is that. It really is that. I just wait it. for the first ridiculous over-the-top thought to happen when I'm looking at these pictures, but like going, the monologue is beginning. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you why I both love, and I'm going to assume his name is Bob Smith. I might be wrong, but let's just go by his Twitter handle. It's, like, it's a fair guess. Uh, the reason why I loved both Bob's picture as well as your synopsis of this image Monologue. is because when I first started going to Vegas, I used to have those exact same feelings that, oh, God, I'm leaving it. This is the worst feeling ever. Now, as I've gotten a little older and I've come to the realization, and, and I'm fortunately married to someone that loves Vegas as much as I do, there's no long, don't get me wrong, I'll always be saddened to leave Las Vegas, but there's not the despair that I used to feel when I left Vegas, because when I used to leave Vegas, it was, I don't know when I'll be back again. Right. You know, now, it's, it's, it's one of those things. You get the point. No, it's funny you say that. I, I've literally been brought to tears as we were leaving before Karen let me start going multiple times a year and we did the show. Once that happened, because the problem was, is I always knew it's another entire year before I get to do this again. And now, you know, we go more than once a year. So it, it's not really the same. I'm like, yeah, I'll be back soon. It's not, it's not as it's not as sad or or. or gut-wrenching or whatever, but I know, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I, I would watch it out the window, like a kid watching his father leave his mother and never come back. Like, I was like... <laughs> I would watch it until it literally, you couldn't see it from the from the human eye. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, I tell my wife every day how lucky I am that she, I found someone that, that loves Las Vegas as much as I do. It and, and I respect it. everybody has their own, you know, for me, it's Vegas for other people. It could be London or it could be, yeah. uh, you know, wherever. But the point is, is, oh, shit, what was the point? <laughs> the, the fact that you the fact that you both love the place equally. Sure, we're going to go with that. Okay. Right. There you go. Well, as always, we will link to the photo. Karen, did you have any thoughts on that picture? No, I, I, I added my contribution to the monologue, so I'm good. I then we'll link to uh, the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move on to the news. So Monte Carlo becomes Park MGM. 
while it shouldn't surprise any of us, it still disappoints many of us. MGM announced they will rename Monte Carlo Park MGM. So instead of renaming it, they basically just figured, we're going to tell you what it's located next to and who owns it. Kind of, that's the idea we came up with. That's, that, that was the winner at, at the board meetings. They're going to invest $350 million to renovate the property into a luxury brand with room rates around what you would expect to pay at Cosmopolitan. The renovations are, predict, are projected to take two years to complete and will touch virtually every inch of the property. Similar to the Four Seasons at Mandalay Bay, Park MGM will also bring on the Nomad brand to run 292 rooms at the property, basically replacing the Hotel 32 concept. The sports book will be replaced by a three-story restaurant lounge called The Library, brought to you also by the Nomad Group. Rumors are already claiming MGM has landed Justin Timberlake and Lady Gaga as resident performers once the park theater is done. I, I no word <laughs> how the fuck they intend to make a luxury brand fit into the retail slash dining options located at the property's newly renovated front door. You ever get the impression they're just kind of doing this shit? And, you know, like, yeah, we'll figure it out as we go. Well, there obviously wasn't a long-term plan because why would they have spent the money even re renovating the inside, like the casino yeah. that they've done if this is where they're going to go? Yeah, luxury, they're insane. Luxury brand, you're out of your mind. You know, here's the thing. Didn't you make the comment, Mark? I think you kind of called this. Didn't you make the comment during our trip report or maybe the, the week before when we did our show? Didn't you say, guys, does it surprise anybody if they don't end up having the park as a part of is a part of their name? I think you called this one. I, I did. I did I call did. that there was no way that that they weren't going to have. It's the same thing. Why why Link wasted or all that money or Imperial Palace to call itself the Quad, and they're like, well, now we feel kind of dumb for not somehow referencing <laughs> yeah. that it's Link. I knew the second that happened, I'm like, there's no fucking way this isn't going to be park. But park MGM, Ugh. it's just lame. Yeah, I don't. I, I was very unimpressed with it. Had had no desire. It, yeah, it was like ugh, whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and no offense, I can't imagine how much how they're going to turn this into a high end property. I said before that what they were starting to do with the renovations, they were trying to become the the affordable cosmopolitan. I'm like, that works. That works. If you think you can actually make this into the cosmopolitan, you're fucking high. It's just. Well, let's wait and see what the two years worth of renovations look like. If they can turn the now, I got to be fair. I've never stayed at Monte Carlo before, but if they can turn the rooms into what you guys have, you know, gushed about for Cosmo, although how do they really get a wrap? I thought Monte Carlo's rooms were fine. They were, they were, they were nice rooms. They were, and it was large. There's no fucking way you can turn that into a cosmopolitan. No, I don't. Just not possible. Just not possible. Well, depending on their customer service, they may be already a step ahead. All right, so Ooh, the station the casinos buys up the palms. Red Rock Resorts, station casino's new corporate name, announced they are purchasing the palms for $312.5 million. Move is believed to be in response to their rival, Boyd Gaming's, recent purchases of one of their former properties, Aliante Station, and two cannery casinos. Palm's ownership has been in sort of a holding pattern since George Maloof sold 98% of the property to TPG Capital, the people who own Caesars Entertainment and 
Leonard Green and Partners. For a time, it was believed that Palms would become part of Caesar's entertainment family, but that never came to pass. Leave it to the savages at the Culinary Union to use this as an opportunity to complain. They have been trying to get the Palms workers to unionize for some time and don't like Station because they failed to organize its workers in the past. I, I, I don't know what I think of this. I just, I want Palms to be better than it is now. It's a great place that isn't doing what it should. Yeah, I, I just don't get how the Palms as a property fits in with Station. Well, family. the one thing I will say, Aliante was basically Palms. It, it, it was basically Palms in in more of a locals market. And now, you know, they actually have the Palms. Listen, my only real familiarity with the Palms, I've been there, oh, maybe for sure two, maybe three at most times. But my only real, like when I think of the Palms, I don't think about what I experienced when I walked had been through it and gambled in it a few times. I only think about the real world, you know, circa 1999. So it's hard for me to think of it as anything more than, you know, one of these overwrought type day club locations. The fact that it was bought by a locals casino and knowing how much I love Red Rock, I'm cautiously optimistic about what this could potentially mean. Now, here's the real problem, Mark. You and I, were strip and we're downtown folk. So, would we even... You know, I've stayed at the at the Rio before. You might as well put me in Laughlin as far away from the action as I feel that I am so, staying at Rio. So I don't know that I'm willing to give the, the Palms much of a chance. I've said the same thing uh, back before Rio took its its dramatic nosedive and recently at the Palms. Like, I've had phenomenal times at both of those properties. I, I think the Palms is a great property, but I'm 100% with you. It doesn't really matter. I'm not on the Strip, and it's that distance. While it's beautiful to look out outside the window, it feels like I, I it's it's almost torture to go look. Oh, it's right there. It's just right there. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, that's it's you know what? It's the proverbial being in the plane as you fly out of Las yeah, Vegas absolutely. scenario. It's right there. The other thing then that makes me a little cautious about this um, endeavor is will the locals because you know stations has a true holding with the locals. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the if the locals are going to go, ooh, well, now that Palms is owned by stations, now I'm gonna head on over. I, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun to watch. Yep. Point is it'll be fun to watch. Yep. Alright, so talk to me about the state of MGM. Saving us all from having to listen to them, edgevegas.com shared the details learned from their most recent earnings call. Taking a page from the bullshit spinoff Caesars did, MGM will have a growth properties company that will be a separate stock offering. MGM Grand and Bellagio are the only properties that they don't wholly own that will remain in MGM resorts. The rest will be included in the growth portfolio. Also, any partnerships like T-Mobile Arena and City Center will stay under MGM resorts. MGM Properties had 96% occupancy in the first quarter, up 1% from the same time last year. And lastly, in more development opportunities news, the company believes Excalibur is underperforming and are discussing the idea of a mid-scale retail expansion on the Strip. So basically say goodbye to the moat. 
options <laughs> for Circus Circus expansion are being looked at, largely because they are on an island now, and they own 100 acres of land on the Vegas Strip that aren't currently being utilized. What are you, uh, let's, let's be honest. Let's sort through all the bullshit here. The idea of Luxor, or uh, not Luxor, Excalibur getting a shopping promenade. What do you guys think of that? I'll just jump in and say I think it sucks. I, I, you know what? It, you know what it makes me think of a worse version of Bally's Grand Bazaar. <laughs> Good call. My God, that's like an abortion and then not cleaning up after it. Just oh, leave. It. But here's here's the thing about that though, Mark, and that's going to be an interesting situation to take in because I think about 360 Vegas Vacation Three. And Jeff stayed at the Excalibur while all of us were next door at New York, New York. Mm -hmm. Where are they going to put this that they're going to get people? Because, see, when you come up and you're crossing from New oh, York, New York, you're crossing point. across Tropicana straight into the casino. And if I remember yes. correctly, don't you do the same thing from Tropicana, the but actual it, casino Tropicana, it's not in the other direction as well? It's not straight into the casino. It's into that little courtyard part of the castle. But you're still filtered in. The stuff they're talking about is the land around it. Right. So basically, it's it's people on the ground traffic they're trying to pull. Think think about Mecca Walgreens. They're going to do the same thing. It's going to oh, be a forced walkthrough. Okay, I see what you're saying. With the connection gonna directly into Excalibur. Uh, I gotcha. I follow what you're saying now. So I might be wrong. It might not be the moat disappearing. It may be the walkway that we think of is all of a sudden basically going to be a mall. Well, I think all of it. Because just yeah. the walkway isn't big enough to house it. You're going to have to well, take that whole corner. Be, yeah, it'd be a whole thing. Turn it into retail, which will funnel people directly into the I retail think you're and then into Excalibur. Very similar to what they were talking about doing with Tropicana. That hasn't come to fruition yet. but. Right, which I'm glad. Where they're going to force you, like, oh, do you want to get into our property? Then you must walk through this. Right, exactly. I'll bet you you're right. That makes way more sense than what I was originally thinking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why she's the smart and pretty one know, of the right? couple. <laughs> circus Circus Expansion. Eh? Eh? I don't, I never go there and I, oh. I still will never go there. I so, yeah. I mean, do you just make more of the same? Like, like they did all the expansions where they had the rooms and shit like that, but what else are you going to put there? Unless you're going to build, like, another casino or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I would love to see them expand. You know, if you've got 100 acres, for God's sake, Winnie the Pooh, build something on those woods. <laughs> let's get... Let's get some more things in there, make it more of an attraction for people, and then, crazy notion, maybe shit will start popping up around it because now people have a real reason to get that far north on the Strip. I, Sorry, but, no offense, Stratosphere. But no offense, I don't want 100 more acres of Circus Circus. Although the that one thing does I... not sound appealing to me The one thing all. I will say is, like, they, they, make, they make money. They, they do well. That, that... Because they don't reinvest in it. It's a shithole. But do you think if they cheap. expanded it into a much larger casino, would they make more money, or are the rooms they have there supplying the casino with the appropriate amount of people to spend money? I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I but there's there's nothing about expanding Circus Circus, and okay, this is me personally. There's nothing about an expanded Circus Circus that's going to make me want to go there. I agree. You have to reinvest. $450 million in fucking Circus Circus before I give a shit, and there's no way they're going to do it. Why would you? It's on an island at this point, and you're still fucking packing them in. So why would you? But on the flip side, 
the same argument was made with Imperial Palace. Like, why would you put money into this place? It's but already the difference money. is there's there's enough around it. So yeah, people, myself included, thought, why in God's name would you put any money into this? But the location was awesome. So if you can make it, it people are going to pass by it at least to go to stuff that's around it. There's nothing else around Circus Circus, and and that's going to be the only reason you go there. I no, I don't I, want more. I want a variety. At least with with um, Link. You've got a variety of other types of casinos and levels of play and everything else. You still just have Circus Circus. I agree. I kind of wiffle-balled that to you because that's exactly what I think. When you have people like Tony and, and yourself and I that that we are predominantly in, in the heart of things, that's a property that was not even on our list. Like, we would always intentionally, like, hey, do you want to go on the other side of Imperial Palace? Like, it, it was not even an option of things to possibly do while you were in Vegas and now it is. Look, I don't I don't need you tossing me any softballs here, okay? I don't need your pity pity comments. I, I got it fun. <laughs> it's not a pity comment. I was like, I want to see what she says. I think I know what she's going to say. Let's see what she says. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, you've got uh, a little bit more pay to park details to share with us. I, I honestly hope this is the last time we talk about this. So let's let's trudge ahead. Starting Already, now, uh, you'll now have to start paying to park at virtually every MGM property in Vegas. The transition is going to happen in phases, with it being fully complete by the time you listen to this show on June 13th. Parking will still be free for the first hour, allowing those running errands to avoid the fee. Parking will also continue to be free for MLife members of the Pearl or higher level, while valet parking will be free for Gold members and above. Locals with a valid Nevada driver's license will not be charged for up to 24 hours except during special events but this perk may only last until the end of 2016. While MGM said it costs them 30 million a year to maintain their 37,000 parking spaces they claim that isn't the reason why they started to charge. They claim it's to raise 54 million to build a new 3,000 space garage to build at Excalibur to help accommodate T-Mobile Arena's needs. Oh, and another $36 million to upgrade all their facilities. So knowing that, it would be safe to assume that parking fees will go away once these projects are complete. However, <laughs> I assure you that is not going to be the case. TravelVegas.com did a simple breakdown of what you can expect to pay. At Aria, Bellagio, Mandalay, MGM, Mirage, and New York, New York. It's $7 for vehicles parked 1 to 4 hours, $10 for 4 to 24. At Excalibur, Luxor, and Monte Carlo, it's $5 for one to four hours, eight for four to 24. There is an additional cost for vehicles parked over 24, an additional $8 at the lower end, and an additional 10 at the higher end, on top of what you're paying per day. I, I We've never stayed 24 hours downtown in Chicago. Do you think they have an additional charge for being there even longer? No, that, but- That to me seemed kind of gougy. But I think there's a difference. This is really discouraging anybody that's driving in from, like, say, California oh, yeah. to stay at those properties. I agree. I, I think, like, or paying for parking, paying for parking in downtown Chicago, is different than parking in Las Vegas. Fair Las enough. Vegas is designed for people to come in and out, and it's yeah, tourist. Yeah. I mean, 
there's and, and I have paid I mean for work and stuff I've paid for parking downtown Chicago no it's just an outrageous it, the funny thing was you were, you were listing the fees and I'm like well that's not that bad because I was thinking about like downtown parking and I'm like duh there's no way they're gonna go from having it free to now you're paying 40 oh I assure you like resort fees these prices are going oh up. they will oh yeah. yeah but I mean you can't make that jump initially, not initially it's gonna be right. bad enough you know blowback as it is that they'll have to work through but no eventually they'll get up there I, I, I would like to say that there's going to be a huge backlash and they're like, oh, we can't get away with this. But no, I, there won't. I People know, will bitch about it, over. but they, they'll still park. Yeah, I know, right? So. That's ultimately the real problem. Except if I can be the fly in the ointment here, let me say that as, as you guys aptly point out, this A, truly discourages uh, renting of cars, but it also B, seems to penalize Folks from Arizona, California, I mean, truly their their largest, well, I shouldn't say largest, I have to imagine. It's their base. When you look at, exactly, exactly. When you look at how it's broken down, the super majority of the people that come in, they can at least say statistically come from California and, and Arizona. Frequently, yeah. Why are you penalizing the people it. who, as you aptly point out, are your base? I don't get this at all. And frankly, it seems to me, if this is really where MGM wanted to go, MGM as a corporation would have been smarter to have just increased across the board all of their hotel offerings by, let's just say, $15 a night, all right? So that theoretically, you've got that boiling water with a frog in it sort of scenario where you don't really notice it unless you were to sit down and do a cross comparison between, say, your MGM and in Caesars Entertainment. So what if you were to have just increased your price by $15 a night per hotel room across the board, and then, yes, the the California and the um, Arizona folk are still going to get hit with that, but then you're also making that price be paid by folks like us who come in from other parts of the country where we don't rent a car, so we still would be contributing to it but it's not nearly as blatant as a flat out, I'm going to charge you and I'm going to start nickel and diming you additionally on top of your resort fee by now paying to park. It yeah. just, from but a but PR got, standpoint, what a, a huge swing and a miss, MGM. I got a counterpoint that just popped into my head. Didn't you say there was a discounted rate if you're Pearl and it was free valet if you're gold? Yeah. If, yeah. if their biggest draws are players coming from California and Arizona, oh, shit. they gamble go. the most. What levels do you think they're at? Uh, well, unless they're the club kids. And, well, then, and then I don't give a fuck. You I can know. charge them all you want to. <laughs> None of us like the club. But you no, pay for, that. for the serious yeah. gamblers, oh, I bet you that's I what they're counting on. You I'm just sure. pay $200 for a $40 bottle of booze. You can pay for fucking parking, you little right. idiot. But I, I'm sure they thought about that, and they looked at where the the their pearl and gold club members predominantly are from. And figure that that's how they're going to balance that out. I'm I'm the most interested to see it because obviously this doesn't affect any of us. We don't rent fucking cars when we're there. We're at this point we're now ride sharing everywhere. Before it was cabs. I this doesn't affect us. So I, I'm I'm curious. Are the people who are bitching are they going to bitch and then go there anyway? Or are they going to actually make an effort to, to not do it? That's what I'm curious about. If I if I were a gambling man and I am, I, I don't. I think they're going to keep doing it. Well, unfortunately, a la the 
frog in the boiling water scenario, you're right, because it's just one more level increase to that magical 212 number where we don't notice it. Yeah. We didn't notice it with the, you know, we bitched a little bit. We thought, you know, this is kind of uncomfortable uh, water. Man, am I really, like, beating the shit out of this analogy? Do you guys get my analogy, no. by the way, the frog I in the water? Gonna, no, you I was going to okay. ask you, I was going to be like, okay, so there. explain the frog. frog in the boiling water. If you put a frog in a pan of boiling water, it will jump out because it's too hot and the frog is uncomfortable and, and it scalds them, and so they don't want to be a part of it. If you put a frog in a pot of lukewarm water and then turn the heat on and incrementally increase <laughs> the heat of the water, the frog will eventually boil to death because it, it it's so slowly getting acclimated to the heat of the water that eventually it literally kills it. See, wow. I just keep thinking of this frog with it, with his arm his arms hanging out around. Because it's like, like a hot tub. It's pretty nice here. You guys just right, right. Woo, this is a little warmer than I remember, it's but no, sweet. it's still good. It's still oh, good. No, it's a little warmer than I remember, but it's still good. It's still good. Working smell bees. Yeah. I mean, seriously, think about it. When when they took away the three-two blackjack, when they took away the nine-six jacks are better, when they imposed the resort fees. I mean, it's just it's one thing after another after another, and we're slowly allowing ourselves to boil to death because we're you know, like, ah, oh, well, you know, th this is okay. It's right. it's uncomfortable, but we'll get used to it. Right, let me give you a doomsday scenario here, Tony. And I want I want to get your opinion on this. Does it get to a point where we just get pushed and we're like, I'm done? And then they can't fix it. Like, let's say at some point they're like, we don't do comp booze anymore. And then people like us are like, well, fuck it. We're not going anymore. And they suffer huge losses. Like, okay, we're doing comp booze anymore. Do we just forgive them? Like, okay, we'll come back now. You know? I think you would. Yeah, I think you I think It's funny. Would. As I was saying it, I was like, oh, I would totally go back. As soon as, as soon as they were like, we'll give you comp booze. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> now, that we're, now that we're back on that level. Don't but really, do I don't know, though, Mark. I mean, at what point do we look at truly tunica and say all of a sudden one day you come on and you go well gang this is going to be the last episode of 360 vegas starting next week we want to welcome you to 360 tunica <laughs> i mean at what point do you finally just say the vegas that made us fall in love with it that made you start a podcast about it at what point do you stop being in love with the city because the city isn't what it used to be and and now it's hard to continue to be in love with it because the things that made you fall in love with it aren't there anymore yeah i i think what they're basically doing is is going how much can we get away with and then once we cross that line I'm like oh sorry sorry fixed because it's not like uh, you know to karen's point it's not like they can't go we're taking this away from you like no fuck you like sorry sorry giving it back to you giving it back to you come on back guys sorry about that like okay no you and, fixed it and mark what 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 is that? What have they done? What have they taken away that we've said we're so outraged that they said, oh, oh, okay, we'll give that back. Not a damn thing. Not yet. But I, I was what? one of the... Of course was, not yet, Mark. Because I everything the they've done so far, like cute little sheep, we've accepted. No, no. I was one of the fucking pioneers that forced us to stay at Caesars fucking entertainment properties when MGM did this because I was trying to make a point. The problem was no one was fucking behind me, so it didn't really matter. And then once that happened, you're like, well, fuck it. I guess we got to do this. But I've said this before. If they pull comp booze, done. I have no more interest. Done. Don't need to go back anymore. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. 
And it, I, I don't ever see us doing a 360 Tunica show. There, there's not no, enough. I, I will go to Tunica enough. a lot. Yeah. I, I won't do a show about it. There's not enough to talk about in Tunica. <laughs> same, same as last week. See you next week. <laughs> in the news. Nothing's open, nothing's closed. Right. In the news, local redneck got drunk at a bar right. in Tunica. <laughs> It was me. <laughs> right. That's how I know. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me about the Las Vegas Sands Arena. Because apparently Vegas doesn't have enough of them. The company that runs the Madison Square Garden and the Las Vegas Sands announced that they are partnering to bring another giant arena, the world's largest, specifically designed for music, to Las Vegas. It will seat 17,500 and be located on Sands Avenue between Manhattan and Koval, or for anyone who's ridden the monorail, it's the place where it turns and takes you around the Wynn Golf Course. It will be located just south of Wynn's Golf Course. Lots of buzzwords like state-of-the-art, innovative, and reinvent were used to describe it. I, really? Another one? Think about it. They've already got one that I think it does 14. I, I'm just throwing some random numbers out here. Don't get, no, it does 15.7. Ballpark. You've got MGM that does something like 15 or something. you got Mandalay that's got like 16.5 or something. You now have the T-Mobile Arena that's got 20. How many fucking arenas do you need? I, yeah, well... Well, the sound system's epic. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure most people aren't going to know the difference. But think about those three that you just listed off. All MGM. Oh, absolutely. So MGM has the market corner. Oh, it's clearly a pissing so, contest. So if this Adelson. is going to go down close to the convention center... Yep. Ooh, I see where you're going now. And, and I'll... I mean, I'll throw this out there before. Like, when my company has their worldwide convention, mm -hmm. you either figure out how to get 15,000 people on a convention floor, which isn't conducive to a concert-type setting. Mm -hmm. Or, when we've had them in Vegas, and like we did this year, we went to an off-site arena. I follow exactly what you're saying, because where they're locating yep. it, they could connect the convention center to it. Yeah. It's basically behind the convention center. Yep. So, you know, you have a giant company, and they're like, going, oh, hey, fucking Bon Jovi's performing for you guys. Yay! I see where you're going with this. That's pretty, cl that's, that's clever. Yep. I mean, hell, this year that we had J-Lo as our headliner yeah. concert, which basically, from what I understand, I didn't go see her because I refused to... I can't wrap my head around it. I, I get your... I get your... She can't... She's talented. She can dance. That's the only thing she can do. She can sing. She, she has a... She sing. She's, she doesn't have a huge range. She, she can carry a note. Well, look, for the record, she doesn't sing in concert. She lip syncs everything and just dances. So that's not exactly a concert, is it? But... Yeah. I, I've not heard that before. I, I feel like that's kind of uh, uh, sour grapes on your end. No, they they told. I've yet to hear it reported. E e I'm, okay, well maybe it was just we were just lucky enough. And they've reported the shit got. out of uh, Britney lip sync. She she didn't sing. She lip synced and just danced the whole time. And it it was the Vegas show. So don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, a place that Tony will never be seen at. The Plaza Pool. Oh, that's hilarious that he says that because it's probably going to be part of Vegas Vacation 4. Plaza, oh, super. Plaza announced that their newly renovated pool will be open to the public July 2nd. It is 70,000 square feet. It's going to feature a wet deck with several lily pad daybeds, six cabanas, a hot tub, a bar, poolside gaming, and a real food truck. Like, literally, 
They took a crane and lifted a food truck and sat it on the roof. They did it yesterday. Wow. <laughs> Existing amenities formerly available, including tennis and basketball courts, have all been refurbished as well. Yes, Tony, uh, uh, th that looks to be something that could be a part of Vegas Vacation 4, primarily because um, conversations about cabanas as well as poolside gaming. Something, I don't, I don't want to be a dick about, something that I, oh, I'm going to be a dick <laughs> about. I knew about this. But Jonathan specifically asked me to not mention it because they wanted to wait until they announced it, which I thought was kind of funny because the way they announced it was really kind of matter of fact. Like, Jonathan, I could have did this way better <laughs> than what you guys did this. But yes, Plaza's pool will have poolside gaming, which we have said if we involve the pool in any Vegas vacations, it would be, it, it, we would need to have poolside gaming for that reason. Well, uh, fine, but if I go in the pool, don't expect me to wear swimsuit or anything like oh, that. Oh, I was hoping for this, the same <laughs> antics you displayed at our home. <laughs> Which you guys were remarkably understanding about. I mean, I that was... was... You, I, 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 I thought when I stood at full attention and applauded you that I, I, I adequately shared my, my opinion. Yeah, I, just I thought it was going to be awkward when they were uh, initially hang, my, they were hanging down to my knees and you're like, no, no, <laughs> no. It's... You own those grandpa balls. <laughs> I did the slow clap. Or was I just that? Okay. Which just for the record, left? none of that happened, gang. It happened. It happened. Don't let him. Listen, I don't understand. Help me to, in my mind's eye, since since the plaza is where my wife and I stayed for 360 Vegas Vacation 3, I don't know where this area even is. So You're telling me it's not on the top of... Biff's Casino? No, well, because Biff's Casino is like 40 floors up. This is about on the fourth floor. Uh, it, it, it's it basically, you know when, if you look from a distance where you see Oscars and you see um, you see the towers start to kind of come up, like like there, there's the plaza complex that goes up to a certain height. And then you start to see the towers go up even further, but the rest of the distance stays, stays the, or the, the rest of the height stays there. That's sure. where the pool is. So it's like four uh, stories up. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, well, I don't think my nuts will hang down quite that far. <laughs> but if any, anybody wants to come by, swing on, swing from them. Swing from them. <laughs> All right, we've got some SLS room deals to talk about. Normally, I don't really care about anything SLS does, but I thought this was really clever. They're calling it the, quote, My Vegas Story. If you stay at least two nights in their story tower, you were allowed to eat and drink everything in the minibar for free. The deal also includes VIP status at the pool and nightclubs at the property. So it'll be, you know, you and three other people. The price per night starts at $144. And that does not include the $30 resort fee. The contents of the minibar are valued at $200. However, you only get one. They don't restock the thing during your stay. During your stay, but doesn't that sound fun? That sounds like a crazy thing. Like let's fucking crush this mini bar, bitch. Well, they've certainly done a really good job of letting you do what you've always said you would do if money were no object. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, I would totally crush that bar. I could, I could eat all of that shit. I drink all of those things. Yeah. And you're like, really? You'd pay uh, two hundred dollars for the little tiny airplane bottles of booze that are in there and the and the six candy bars. Knock yourself out, jackass. Yeah. 
But it's, I mean, it's, listen, is it, is it a clever little come on? Absolutely. It, particularly if having VIP status at the pool and nightclubs were your scene. Right, yes. Then, yeah, I, I guess you could, sure. But um, not going to lie, the only people that are going to take advantage of this are uh, Stanford swimmers. So, ew. <laughs> Too, too soon? Nah, not, at all, not on this show. <laughs> what are you talking it about? Just, it seems like a complete douchebag thing to do, but oh yeah, man, come on, let's go and let's go drink all the alcohol out of this mini bar. You're paying, because think about it, gang. Let's do the math on it. It's, it's a two-night minimum stay. Oh, you're clearly paying for it with the room rates. <laughs> yeah, 175 a night. So you're paying uh 350 bucks right. for the privilege, quote unquote, of being able to crush a $200 <laughs> mini bar tab. Right. $40, $50 rooms you're now paying $144 for. <laughs> Bingo. Exactly. But like I said, you know what? If the pool and VIP uh, nightclub scene is your thing, then there's, you know, then there's added value that you can't really put a dollar amount on. Right. I can, and it ain't here. Right. Well, all right. Apparently, Tony had, <laughs> Tony had everything to say about it was that. good. You, you summarized it. I'm like, well, done. I yeah, and, and honestly, I don't really have an opinion because I still don't ever want to stay at SLS. So, <laughs> there's the Riviera implosion details. Vital Vegas reports that the first Riviera Tower implosion is scheduled for 2 a.m. on June 14th. Vegas Bright is reporting that the second will be imploded on August 14th. Taking advantage of a unique opportunity, the Barrymore at Royal Resorts will have an after-hours viewing party of the Riviera implosion beginning at midnight till 3 a.m. Like I said, the implosion's at 2 a.m. There is no admission fee. However, reservations are recommended as space is limited. Peppermill would be another great option. However, space would be even more limited there. And, and you'd have to go outside to watch it because, you know, there's not a whole You do it from the lounge. Windows. You do it from the lounge area. <laughs> you, there's windows in the lounge? Fuck yeah, there's windows in the lounge. <laughs> Do you hate it that much that you've completely oh, blocked out how anything inside it. looks? I didn't go into the lounge. I, I looked at it through the doorway and thought, yeah, yeah like, that's, no. that's not necessary. No. There's why you, you didn't love it. You got to get in there. You got to be you got to be enveloped with it. We will we'll get you there, Karen. Nope. We I'm good. Thanks. Well, here's the deal. I, I'm looking at a calendar right now. August 14th is a Sunday, kids. So what's everyone doing in the middle of August? <laughs> But it's going to be the 14th at 2 a.m., which means you're not going to be back in time for work on Monday. Oh, yeah, there you go. Long well, weekend, long I, weekend. It, long weekend. Also, 115 degrees, I'm sure, because it's Fuck, August 14th yes. in oh, Vegas. Not at 2 a.m. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah, so it's 104. 90, yeah, 98. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> it is not 98 degrees. You back down, sir. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly, Circus Circus has yet to announce any sort of formal viewing party as well. My only guess is because all of their their frontage area are just rooms. There is there. It's not like they they have a lounge or right. anything like that. There's all, all just rooms. It might actually be cheaper to get a hotel room at Circus Circus it to watch the I know, than, than the... to even buy one drink at any of these other places <laughs> you've mentioned. Grab grab a twelve down at the uh, at, at, at one of their their. Outlet. I don't know what they have there, but Circus Circus, like their convenience stores are not, their prices aren't much different than going to like a grocery store and getting booze. So uh, yeah, gra grab yourself a 12, get up there and uh, grab, a, grab a comfy seat. And wait for the disaster to happen. Right. 
And we're not talking about the deranged clown that's uh, diddling your coin bag. <laughs> so we've got a uh, Bally's Grand Bazaar update. We do. The final two anchor properties at Bally's Grand Bazaar have been announced. First, Giordano's Chicago Deep Dish Pizza. It will be located in a 4,000 square foot space above the recently opened Starbucks on the opposite side of Wahlburgers next to the grand entrance. Plans are also to have a 1,700 square foot patio. Second, and adding to the dirt mall vibe, Bally's announced that their final anchor tenant will be country music star John Rich's expansion of his, quote, lifestyle brand of boots and sandals and creating Redneck Riviera, a Nashville-style honky-tonk bar, unquote. will be located above the Future World Wahlburgers. Both are expected to open in the fall of 2016. Zero give me any appeal at all to go there. Like, like at this point, it's it's everything hinges on Wahlburgers for this thing. Karen, jump in. I so don't care about what's happening at the Grand Bazaar. <laughs> it's it's hard to even make something up to talk about. Well, yeah, I don't think we're going to have much conversation about it. I, yeah, I don't. I didn't like Giordano's when we were in Chicago, so I have no interest in going to visit it in Las Vegas, especially when you have secret pizza. And I agree that it is a unique things. offering concept. It's just not. It's just not right. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Wahlburgers is still the only thing. Only thing of interest there that would be a draw for me. Yeah. JoJo's Jerky, we're like, okay, if there's one there. I'll go, I'll, not, not if it's there. I don't have to go down to Container Bar. But, uh, I mean, all the shops, at least from what I saw, all the shops, the bulk of the shops that are in there is just shit to waste your money on. I, I, I just don't. Yeah. I think the cleverest thing in there might be the fake Vegas wedding shop. It might be the cleverest thing in there, the most interesting thing. But it, then again, I would never spend money on something like that. Right. That's what I mean. Like, as as someone with discretionary income, I can't find something to spend money on there. You've created this entire shopping concept. And I'm like, I got money to burn. What do you got? Nothing I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's It really is too bad. And I, I just have to assume that they're charging an arm and a leg in, in rent to be in there because they think that it's a unique spot to be in and and i guess all things considered it it is theoretically but woof it's they're they are not doing a good job of and and that's the worst part because success begets success they're not having success right now so the uh nashville style honky-tonk bars beget more Nashville style honky tonk bars. Exactly. You, you know the other thing that I think uh, I think maybe the best thing available there is the is that center walkway we've talked about is is very nice. Mm-hmm. I, I like that as opposed to the moving walkway that never fucking works. Aesthetically, yes. Yeah. The uh, the little beer tent that they have there, beer and water tent. <laughs> that may be the thing that I would actually spend money at. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It, the whole thing. It's it's just sad. CVS. There's the other thing I'd spend money at. Fucking CVS. There was a CVS in there? Yeah, remember the whole giant CVS? Remember in that space where we were like, they've never done anything Oh, like yeah, that one. I'm sorry. I was thinking in, like in the bar- bazaar shops themselves. It's yeah. the bazaar. Yeah, it's just right next to it. Yeah. I know. It's, it's bad. Well, all right. Let's move on to something good, like prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. 
First up, not even a week after it was announced that the Burger Lounge at Aria was going to delay its opening, haha, <laughs> it was announced that they are now open. They opened May 15th. While we were out there, actually. Yeah. They knew we were coming. They were like, guys, guys, listen, just hear us out. Hear us out. We're, oh, uh, <laughs> you already picked something more fun than us. This is this is the kind of impact 360 Vegas has in Vegas now. <laughs> Here we go. Egg Slut at Cosmopolitan has opened on the second floor of the property in the space formerly home to Vabeni. Can I say that? Vabeni Cafe? <laughs> like, like I would know. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday and Wednesday through Friday till midnight on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Why the hell do they stay open on Tuesday? they've got some kind of industry night on Tuesday for their nightclub. That's the only thing I can think of. Oh, that's okay. a good call. Well, wait. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's till 7 7 p.m., right. I mean, Friday till 7 p.m. Oh, so you so Mark, your point is you think they're open until this random Monday, Tuesday night on a right. That it's ship. an industry night, yeah. and that's where all, yeah. all the industry people go to their nightclub, and then yeah. you got Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I still think it's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, and Vegas Eater also shared their menu. Apparently, John L. Smith was only the beginning. Since it was announced that he resigned from the RJ due to conflicts with the new management, Howard Stutz and Jennifer Robeson have moved on. That means all three of the journalists that uncovered that Sheldon Adelson had bought the RJ when it was being hidden are no longer working for the paper. Despite having multiple spaces that are already vacant from other failed dining options, Downtown Grand announced that they will close Stewart and Ogden and renovate it into Freedom Beat, another American or featuring American food. But of course, there are no other details available at this time. You know, I got to tell you, I have eaten at Stewart and Ogden and there was absolutely nothing to write home about in that really? particular um, eatery. So while I'm disappointed that they seem to be really, really struggling down there, right. I, I, I'm at least looking forward to seeing what this freedom, freedom beat could could try. But Stewart and Ogden was to my to the best of my knowledge. Now, granted, I was there for breakfast. It was American fare as well. So I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. My guess is they're going to change up the menu a little bit and they're just going to slap a new name on it. I agree with you. And and I always point back to every time I hear about a failure at Downtown Grand. I, I do like Downtown Grand. I, I like their, their pool offering, although that's struggled. Uh, I, I, like, I like the casino. I'm interested in staying in the hotel. I always, always point back to your experience where you the mob bar they had it right on the corner it was drawing people in and they locked the fucking doors to try and force you <laughs> yeah. to go into the casino yeah. like oh i can't imagine why things are failing there because you fucking idiots won't let people in yeah yeah i agree next up westgate had an electrical fire the cause of which is still under investigation and will more than likely be anticlimactic Two people were treated for smoke inhalation. You know what I realized that we've we've had a couple of these this week, where as I've touched up the notes, you know, because obviously this is these notes have been going on for a while because we had Vegas vacation and whatnot. That they still don't have updates. Like I'll, I'll Google for updates. Like on yeah, so it's almost like they go, oh, this thing happened and we're gonna research, which means one never gonna tell you what happened. Yeah. I assume he still hasn't finished his uh, little house of Versailles out in Florida, and he just needed a little extra uh, insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you've not seen that, it is available on Netflix again. 
get the, ready to fucking watch throw the queen up. the queen of versailles the queen of versailles uh, yes. yes it is yeah. it is overwhelmingly revolting yeah. if you want to it, see it, what it, it's like for the richest of the rich to just piss on everything like throw money at whatever just the most obnoxious oh but you can but think to of. do it while they're going broke i know right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right yeah. it's the epitome of Truly, the epitome of money can't buy you happiness. Yeah, yeah. And the worst part is, and I'm sure they've done hundreds, if not thousands, of psychological analyses on this sort of <laughs> uh, what Schadenfreude, I believe, is the the term for yeah. it. Where I just watch and I'm like, yes, you rich fucks, right? You pick that dog shit up off the floor <laughs> on your own. That's right. No, oh, I you can't have your twelve fucking servants taking care of shit for you anymore. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, well, the, exactly. The the disgusting thing was not that they had to pick it up on their own, but like how long it sat there and how much there was, and it, right. I'm telling you, it was like you, turning white, oh, and they're like, oh, so well, disgusting. maybe now we should pick it off. Right? Oh. Yeah. It it. Uh, so disgusting. But but a great great watch. It is. <laughs> it is a great watch. watch. It is a great watch, and you'll see why I have I have uh, uh, issues with. Uh, the amount of wealth some people should be allowed to acquire. <laughs> Mandalay Bay halted casino play for 40 minutes due to a power outage. The outage did not affect Delano or the Four Seasons. No word regarding the cause. Still. <laughs> you, you know, when I was when I had been reading these notes earlier today, Mark, you know what immediately flashed through my head when I read this particular yeah. prop bet? That certain scene from Ocean's 13. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'd have just grabbed fucking fistfuls of the purple <laughs> chips. I'd have been gone before they knew me. I'd find some cracked out hoe. I'd say, even, if, even if I split it 50-50 with her, I'll give you 250 bucks just to walk in and cash those chips in right. for me. What a brilliant... So because he's interested in adding one to the Paradise Park project, Steve Wynn took two rides on Slotzilla while he was... No, while we were in Vegas. Oh, so that's where the pee that came from the person going in the slot. (laughs) That was just before we got there. (laughs) While a spokesman said Wynn and group had a great time, they did not confirm if a zip line will be part of the project. Okay, uh, no, go ahead. Say, you. Get in. Okay, I will. I have got one thing to say on this, and then I'll defer to the rest of you too. I don't see in a million years how any sort of zipline even remotely works into a win scheme. And if he does, the guy's gone batshit crazy, and somebody's <laughs> got to step in and get power power of attorney over him because he's now just literally pissing his money away okay yeah i have nothing to add that's exactly where i was going with it i'm like there's no way yeah. a zip line is included in a wind fucking project there's no way yep i agree vegas eater is reporting that permits have finally been filed for gordon ramsay's fish and chips in the link promenade originally projected to be located next to the high roller Cantor deli has taken over that spot so they will relocate closer to the strip next door to the new purple zebra shop also under construction Estimates are for both to open sometime this summer. Hooters Sportsbook was robbed via an armed gunman. No word how much the gift cards were valued at. I was literally sitting at work and laughed out loud (laughs) at my desk when I read that. I was like, this guy's really funny. (laughs) Like, what a nice change of pace. Right? (laughs) 
from the angry mark to the funny right, mark. Exactly. <laughs> so Twitter and in in a completely unrelated to anything Vegas, and he just shoehorned it in because he wanted to talk about it. However, mm-hmm. it it is our primary source of communication with our listeners. So Mark wants you to know that Twitter announced that they are technically expanding their 140-character limit in the coming months. Photos, videos, media, and the at symbol will no longer count towards the 100-video character count. Or the 140-character count, not video count. Ah, shut up. (laughs) You don't think that's good? Like, how many times do you write something you think is hilarious, and it's like 12 characters too long? You're like, fuck! I'm gonna do. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, you, I'll tell you what. You'll always know when I have run out of character count when I replace things like T O O with the number two. With the number two. Correct. Yeah. You do exactly what I do, or I'll take you Y O U, just you. <laughs> yeah. There's I, I, because I'm like, oh, I feel so. This is too good to cut yeah, short. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I'm like, no, I, it's, it, you either have to make it two tweets or you do terrible grammar right. to make it all fit to 140. Totally agree so, with you. I do it all the time. <laughs> and I so, hate doing it too. <laughs> I support this. I support this yes. change. Once again, it's been announced that the owners of Moulin Rouge plan to rebuild it, this time with new architectural renderings and a groundbreaking. This would mark the 294th time it's been announced that the Moulin Rouge would be rebuilt. That number may be slightly inaccurate, but I you get the point. I, oh, I, think, I, it's, my I deliver- think it's grossly under. <laughs> right, what it, right. <laughs> if, if this were an over-under bet, I would actually go with the over. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I love Las Vegas. I'm so fucking sick of this goddamn rumor. Just, I don't care. I don't care. You know what? When you open, just let me know. In the meantime, shut the fuck up. I just don't care. Just well, don't care. Listen, let's let's think this through out loud, all right? Let's let let's engage the listener with this conversation briefly. I get the history and, and what makes it so valuable and exciting is the the historical value of what the Moulin Rouge represents. So are they going to build it where the original Moulin Rouge sat initially? And if they don't can you accept, because if you remember, I jokingly said to Derek Stevens on this podcast, hey, I know you're going to rebuild the uh, Las Vegas club into something. The Moulin Rouge name is available. <laughs> Would we accept a Moulin Rouge somewhere other than where the initial Moulin Rouge sat? That is a phenomenal question. First off. Yes, because I don't know where the initial Moulin Rouge sat. So way off script, you'd never in a million years go to does it. does make a damn bit of yeah. difference to me. But, so their plans are to rebuild it on the same, well, their bullshit plans, are to rebuild it on the same land that it was on. But to your point, Tony, I 100% agree that it would be way more accepted if you put it on Fremont Street or the Strip. If you're just like, hey, this is the classic Moulin Rouge. We're trying to make it old school like it was. Like, oh, my God, it's the Moulin Rouge. Now it's right here. You put it in the place where it was, no one gives a fuck. Nobody. I I agree completely. The Moulin Rouge, for folks that aren't familiar, is at this point, Mark, would you say 60 years old? I mean, if it were still around, it is a 60-year-old named casino. Yeah, and it didn't, it only lasted a year. But it was yeah. the first racially integrated or primarily black casino yeah. at a time right. when you would have black performers perform on stage and then they had to basically get the hell out when they were done because they weren't allowed to stay in that casino. 
So yeah. its significance is pretty significant. Well, yeah. But, but at this point... If it's not downtown or on the Strip, yes. it's, it'll be a locals. Yes. And, and, and at this point, no one gives a fuck. So if you nope. want to take that concept and that name and bring it to us, yes, I would go check out a Moulin Listen, if you put Moulin Rouge where Riviera is, I would make the effort to get down there so I could take a look at it. I'm curious. If you made a cool casino, I would go check out Moulin Rouge on, on the Strip, even if it isn't insanely convenient. You put it where it previously was, don't give a fuck, I'll never see it. Kiss Mini Golf is now open at Rio. Thanks, Vital Vegas, for that heads up. I look forward to announcing where it will be in six weeks from now. <laughs> it was announced that the topless club Glitter Gulch on Fremont Street will close June 27th. I gotta say, it, it, there is a remarkable... Way too many of our listeners have gone to Glitter College at some point. Because I reached out as I was writing this exact profit and said, has anybody ever been to this thing? And I got a lot of replies. <laughs> and all basically as bad as you thought. It's also being reported from multiple sources that the NHL will, will announce if Vegas is getting a hockey team on June 22nd. Boom. 20th anniversary for us. Wow. Yep. I was, I was destined to be the... Post of well, yes, yeah, so it was bad enough that you share a birthday with Las Vegas, but then when they were going to make this NHL oh my God, yeah. announcement <laughs> on our anniversary, he was just like, I, I am born for this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, here we Listen, go. Listen, I am not a big believer in the whole the secret concept that Oprah, you know, promoted about 15 years ago, 10 years ago. No idea but what you're talking about. I have about. no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it's the, okay, so. Divinity? Seventeen second definition of it. The, conf the 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 theory of the secret is, if you put out into the universe these um, mental waves of what it is that you want, the universe will pick up on that like magnets and will send back to you, like a magnet, the things that you have been asking for. That's you just got to okay, put that into the universe. Crazy. That's the dumbest that thing I've ever fucking crazy. Heard. But in fairness, in fairness, being, you know, the good Catholic that I am, is there theoretically any difference between the secret and the power of prayer? I, I was going to say, it, religion in general? No, Tony, there isn't. Both are so. fucking ridiculous. Well, the one aspect of that that people don't seem to realize is if you've got something like that that you really want, chances are you're doing something in your life to work towards right, it. exactly. So no shit if you focus on it. Yeah. Guess what? Unless it's something like, I want to be a billionaire within the next year. Yeah, that's probably not going to fucking happen. <laughs> but if it's a realistic goal or something that you want to accomplish in your life, yeah, if you focus on it, you can probably get it done. It's not because the universe is sending you waves back and saying, oh, this is what you really wanted. You worked your ass off and you got it. I got to say about, about this uh, prop bet, this hockey... The inside sources heavily say Vegas is getting this, and the other the other uh, Canada or Canadian city that was going to get one, uh, or that 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 uh, that applied for one, they're going to make them wait. But they everything seems to point to Vegas is getting this team. I'm sorry, I still think it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world to put a hockey team, a team that plays <laughs> on ice. ice. In a desert fucking city. Uh, the problem with that is Phoenix has had a hockey team for 15 years. I still, I think that's stupid too. <laughs> and and that's Wayne Gretzky's team, by the way. 
Well, God bless him. Apparently, the Canadians didn't try to hard enough to keep him. I don't. I, I, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, of all the places you're going to put it, I mean, it's it's you like being. You know they play the game inside, right? I know, but it's like. Um, <laughs> They don't, they That's don't, awesome. They're literally they don't have an like ice rink ice, outside. Like ice skating, ice <laughs> They'll never do that, like New Year's Day right, classic. That's right. Anywhere in, <laughs> yeah, anywhere in. Outdoors, a, like it should be. Not in the fucking desert. Not in Vegas. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, it, it's the same thing as building a new football NFL stadium in Minnesota and not making it a dome. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I mean, anyway, okay, done. But then again, we're Cleveland fans, and I kind of like that. It's like all oh, the elements deal with it, bitch. I like that Buffalo isn't. I just love fucking mountains of snow. New England stadium isn't. It's just mountains of snow. I don't know. I get a kick out of it. But it's Minnesota. It gets fucking cold. I know, right? Not in necessarily Minnesota. snow. Just cold as fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm with you. Ainsworth at Hard Rock has closed and will be replaced by Goose Island Pub. They're expecting to open this summer. Well, it sounds like such a downgrade. But it's obvious. I don't even know what I don't know what Ainsworth is or means. It sounds like a stupid name to me, and we've never been there. <laughs> is that bad? Um, but it sounds like a dormitory on a campus somewhere. Oh, we're I, we're heading over to Ainsworth. You? Uh, no? 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 I, well, I didn't. I just came from Ainsworth Hall. Nailed a drunk chick. <laughs> I think she was drunk. She might have been passed out. Right. Either right. way, exactly. not, it's, Stan- yeah. it's a name of a hall in Stanford. Right. <laughs> Goose Island Pub is just, I think it's a Budweiser by I don't know. It's, brand. well, it might be now. I mean, Goose Island is a, well, a yeah, smaller they craft beer that they the bought up. But thing, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And I will say this. I think the name Goose Island is more recognizable than Ainsworth. I don't know. I thought Ainsworth sounded kind of cool. Isn't Goose Island a uh, a, a brewery in Chicago? You guys should yeah. know this. It was, it is. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Budweiser bought it up. But yeah, it's it, that's the one thing that I will say about and I, and you can say the same thing about a, 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 a whiskey and bourbon uh, companies. You know, like Jack Daniels ended up buying up Maker's Mark, and they're like, no, 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 just keep doing exactly what you're doing. We just you know we just want to distribute and own you and get a cut of the profits. Very similar with with beer. Like they buy up, like Budweiser bought up Shock Top and Michelob. Well, but there's a reason. But they don't, they don't stop them from doing what they're no. doing. They're just like, no, 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 keep doing what you're doing. We just right. want to cut it. Well, you know why? Because the the major brands, Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light, all of that, are seeing a downturn in their sales because people are trying more and more micro brews yeah. and craft yeah. beers. Absolutely. So the way the big companies are dealing with that is they're just buying up the micro brews and the craft brew houses. But it is encouraging. Like you think about, oh, the big companies buy it up and they fucking ruin it. Like no, they're just going, no, no, no. We just want exactly what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. And and you know, God bless whoever founded these microbreweries because I hope they got yeah. a huge payday. Right? Yeah. Good yeah. for them. The bottom level of Cosmopolitan's Chandelier Bar is closed for renovations, again. They added Bar Top Gaming a year or so ago, but Melts Vegas shared that the renovations are expected to take three months to complete. I'm curious as to what they're doing. Like it would make sense if you did level 1.5 or two because you know bar top gaming you're adding into that i don't understand why they're doing the bottom but whatever celebrating the 51st anniversary of their opening vital vegas is reporting that four queen vital vegas is reporting that four queens will offer 12 ounce beers for 66 cents at all their casino bars during the month of june four queens opened on june 3rd 1966 that's what fremont need. it needs more super cheap beer yeah no shit <laughs> Vital Vegas also shared that Golden Gate is extending their outdoor bar in front of the property so they can offer nine new slushy flavors. Renovations are expected to be complete in three weeks. 
So I got a funny story on that, and Jeff is going to kill me for sharing this, but hey, Christina, or at Raising Las Vegas, or is it Raising? Yeah. Is it Raising Vegas or Raising Las Vegas? Raising Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can can attest to this. She saw this firsthand. Jeff, my stepbrother-in-law that came out to Three Six Vegas Vacation 3, (laughs) bought a uh, slushy drink from the Golden Gate bar outside. He bought a, what we now lovingly referred to as the booby drink. What it was is if you're looking, it's it's one of those really tall drinks that you get, you know, that a la Cousin Eddie from the, you know, Vegas vacation. Yeah. Ooh, this one's got a bigger flame than the pink one did, Clark. Right, right. He bought this three-foot drink, slushy drink, that has no head on the woman, but the most gigantic breasts on a headless woman that you've ever seen. <laughs> And it was, I mean, it was god-awful. He drank, like, barely a quarter of it and then just threw the whole thing out. I'm like, dude, at least keep the headless woman cup. He goes, yeah, that's going to be awesome. How do I display that at home when I bring a girl over? So can I show you my collection of headless women? It'll be you an hour and a half from now. So I have nothing more to add to that. I just thought it was a good story. Jesus Christ. You know what? If I were wearing a diaper and had no hair sitting on the top of a mountain in India, you sh- people would be writing this shit down. What what are you talking about? What happened? That that was a that was a Gandhi reference. Okay, but why why did you go off the handle? I because you guys acted like my story wasn't totally fucking awesome, like it totally was. Well, I thought okay, so Mark had already heard the story and um, and you know secret he got up to go take a piss in the middle oh uh, well was, hopefully he'll edit all of this part out and i was laughing and giggling along with you so <laughs> well then you know what i don't know Listen. why you lost your mind <laughs> i said i knew the story shut up that's what i said i was like oh perfect it's perfect i know the story he's gonna tell it. karen doesn't know it. she'll hear she'll laugh it'll be fun i'll take quick piss well yes yeah, so what you missed was and you'll catch it in editing we, tony threw a little hissy fit <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's called an easter egg <laughs> Which was what I thought my singing would have been. It would have been had your earbuds fucking Exactly, worked. yeah. <laughs> oh, so fun. Can I tell you something? I know I, I've probably belabored this point, but I'm going to say it one more time. The awesome reaction that our 360 Vegas listeners that were a part of our Vegas vacation shared with us about how much they just loved the whole thing between my singing, you guys shutting me off, <laughs> the backstory on what was going on. You know, like, and now you know the rest of the story. It was so much fun. And I just, this is why, kids, you've got to come out to the Vegas vacation because you're going to get inside scoop that you won't get here on the podcast. Well, and I totally agree with you. What's hilarious about it is everything that happened is exactly every story you've ever had with your best friends when you were in high school or in college or something where you're like going, and then this happened and this fucking happened. We were like, you're a fucking idiot when this whole thing happened. And then like the next day we found out, oh, this happened. Oh, it's hilarious that that happened. And then you tell that story forever. Yeah. Over, yeah. That's exactly sure. what it was. For sure. I love it. So All right. good. All right, here we go. Apparently, the renovations at Brendan's Irish Pub at Orleans will include knocking down a wall and expanding into the space formerly home to Koji Sushi Bar, making it a 9,600-square-foot gastro pub. No word when the reservations will be complete. For the renovations. What did I say? You reservations. <laughs> What's a restaurant? I don't you need know. reservations. <laughs> I want reservations now. I'm like, we don't know when it's going to be open. <laughs> I don't care. No word when renovations will be complete. However, the cost is estimated at $3.6 million. 
At a gambling conference at the Mirage, Steve Wynn was reported as saying he doesn't get the nightclubs at his properties, but he likes the money he gets from them. <laughs> he went on to say he didn't get Facebook or Twitter and thought that they were a waste of time. Oh, and get off his lawn. Get off my lawn. Right. <laughs> you read my mind because that's exactly what I was thinking. I can't entirely blame him, though, I, on I, I know. any of it. I know, I know, but still. On any of it. Well, that, that, that's what shows. You can't say any of these things. Hold on, that's what shows that we're closer to his age because I completely agree with him on the nightclub side of things. The Twitter and Facebook, Although, I think, have their you place. you and I would go to nightclubs if it wasn't the bullshit waiting for fucking ever. Like, if it was just like, it's expensive to get in and the drinks are kind of expensive, we would do that. But it's like, no, you got to wait here for fucking ever. You got to do this. No, no, no. No, it's $200 if you want any drink. Like, going, okay, now you're fucking high. Now this is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Although uh, the more and more and more I see my friends on Facebook posting pictures about this week in particular has been really rough because at least here in Michigan, this week has been the last week of school for, you know, these little crumb crunchers. And so <laughs> I'm getting all of these ridiculous, like first day of third grade, last day of third grade pictures. Oh, that I, is. You're fucking kid has only aged like 180 right. days I don't, oh look they look completely the same but I, I, I will say this because there were a shitload of those I've never seen that many first day of school last day of school pictures I was surprised actually I noticed there were a lot of kids that looked really different really yeah I thought so I I, I mean because normally I'm with you I'm like really okay I get taking a picture the first day of school for all the years so that when they graduate, you can have this wonderful little monologue that just embarrasses the shit out of them yeah, aside right. from their standard school pictures. Right. I get that. But no, there was, oh my God, first day of school, last day of school, first day of school, last day of school. I didn't see any of these. I love how... Because you don't follow people that has kids. I know, right? I love how clued oh, in Christina. I am to certain things and, and how completely oblivious I am to other things, which is why I enjoy listening to you guys. I'm like, what's going on in the regular world? What's going on? Regular it just all... All I, I'm begging you, please, for God's sake, just kill another goddamn gorilla for me. That's that's all oh. I want to see. In my <laughs> you know what? Or, uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna manzy you guys on this. You don't graduate from sixth grade. You don't fucking graduate from it or fifth grade or whatever the fuck it is. Right. You whatever the delineation is school, these days. You don't fucking graduate from. Oh, you don't get a degree or diploma graduating yeah, from yeah, fifth exactly. or sixth grade. So guess what? Oh, that fucking blows me away. And people are like, oh, it's his fifth grade graduation. Like, he's not fucking graduating from fifth grade. He's not graduating from fifth grade. He knows how to cut with non-sharp scissors and he can glue. <laughs> right. Your kid's the next fucking Einstein. Oh, Thank God for insane. that. I know. It's like I we just... celebrate mediocrity. Oh, I wonder why we suck now. I wonder why China owns us. Can't, <laughs> can't wrap my head around that. Oh, my God. The rant you two are going on to because of kids. <laughs> and get off our lawn. <laughs> You and Steve Wynn, you guys need to be buddies and hang out. Right. <laughs> After eight years, two strip properties, and nearly 3,300 performances, the Jersey Boys management announced that they will close the production on my father's birthday, September 18th. After setting a record for the longest-running Broadway-themed show in Vegas. Really? Yep. Those who have already purchased tickets to shows after the September 18th uh, deadline or showing, well, they can return and get a full refund for them. I was amazed that this actually had lasted longer 
than the Phantom yeah. experience show oh, thing you, that they I'll had tell you exactly um, why, Tony. Forever. I'll tell you exactly why. Karen's experience. When we went to that show, she was only vaguely familiar with Jersey Boys and some of the songs that they had done. Well, not, not the Jersey Boys, obviously. Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Right. She was uh, familiar with uh, like a few of their songs and got in there. Not only is the, sh- is the story really interesting, right. but basically knew everything. As the song, song was going on, you're like, hey, I know that one. Holy oh, shit, I, know I know that, that one. Yeah. I know this one, too. Yeah. And, and that, I think, was... And, and Phantom, the other... And I agree with you. My initial thought, too, is Phantom is that that's got to be more popular. I think the difference was... It was the winner. If, it was the leader before this. If you've got folks that knew and loved Phantom of the Opera and had actually seen the full production, this was the condensed 90-minute version. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of a different thing. And I'm sure the Jersey Boys wasn't the full... Was it the full Broadway show? I can't remember, to be honest with you. I can't. If it was, it, it's almost indistinguishable. But so I'm kind of sad to see it close, but I don't know. I agree. At the and same time, did, I don't know that I would ever go back and see it again. They did specifically say that it was it was due to a lack of attendance, uh, which most people do point that out. They just shut it down, and I, I don't fully understand why, but I'm, I'm sure it was, and they just didn't want to you know, draw attention to it. Which is unfortunate because why not own it? You guys lasted longer than any other Broadway show. You don't see movies in theaters go, oh, okay, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna leave the theaters now. No, you you get the certain running, you last as long as you last, and then you pull the movie and you put something new in. Yeah. Same thing holds true out in New York with these new um, uh, shows. God, I even heard that the that the lead from Hamilton is leaving already, or or someone very deeply associated with the shows leaving yeah. already and and this thing has been a huge hit from everything i've understood so oh, yeah. shit runs its course i get it just own up jersey boy and be except, like except we- for the one that i don't understand is the musical cats ran uh, for like right. 20 fucking years on broadway everybody that i've ever known that's seen that show has gone what I don't fuck? understand why this is such a smash hit yeah, like yeah, it is. I, yeah, I just don't get it either. I'm luckily I never. To, to be honest, that would probably be as traumatic as the fucking drum circle hate Seeing that it would, the would cats would fucked me yeah. up. Especially like I, like I think Family I was the one that. Or I, no, there was some show I watched where they were like the last time I went to a theater show a cat sat on my lap, you know, and I'm like <laughs> I would have lost my fucking shit if that happened. There's oh, there's no way. So, yeah, good for you, Jersey Boys. We've seen that show. That was a phenomenal show. It was. Fantastic. It is. Yep. Yes, it is. That's right. And finally, Terry Fader has added a Donald Trump puppet to his act, complete with a comb-over that has the ability to stand straight up. However, the act does not include political satire, simply jokes on his larger-than-life persona. Which makes more sense, right? Because... Don't even get into. I mean, there's there's more than enough joke material there just about Donald Trump before he got into politics. Right. So I honestly, I'm hoping at some point this makes it out on a YouTube clip because I kind of want to see it. I think it's I think it's a great idea. You're not getting it. You're not waiting into politics. You're not going to inherently offend 50 percent of your audience. Right, it's just right. it's a good it's a it's a cute idea. And and even folks that that are and trust me, I've got lots of friends who are huge Trump supporters who were otherwise what I thought were apolitical and all of a sudden like they're like oh no this guy's the second coming oh my God, they're like oh disturbing. but he's so funny because he's such an idiot when he says X or when he does Y still love the shit out of the guy but he's an idiot and you know and 
it's I bet good for Terry Fader. He's tapped into something without alienating his audience. So these people aren't your friends anymore, is what you're telling me? Listen, I <laughs> respect everybody's crazy beliefs, right? You can believe in whatever you want, like Fair enough. they're not being a god. So it's <laughs> I like how you did that. Nice reverse. I like it. Oh, you're a you're a quality host. I'm so happy I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess that's it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. In the river this week, as what has been recently pretty pretty common in the river listener feedback and we're going to start it off with a paypal donation from randall cooper he didn't give any any uh any words of encouragement or anything else but i think that paypal donation spoke for itself well thank you randall that was very generous it really it really it's 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 humbling when when you see something like that come across you're like going oh you just gave me money for what, what i did I, isn't that weird? Like somebody actively, I mean, forget, even if he gave you a dollar, yeah, I, isn't that, isn't that weird? He, Randall had to have taken the time to actually log into the website, yes. log into PayPal, take that initiative. It's, it's, it is mind blowing in a I humble sort of way. I 100% agree with you, 100%. So you ran a Twitter poll. You had asked, would the folks participating in 360 Vegas Vacations be interested in a high-end steak experience to be a part of our usual uh, Vegas vacations. And why don't you give us those numbers? Tony, in a in a landslide, I believe is how they refer to it, 79% said they would join us if we planned one, while only 21% said that they wouldn't be able to. I, um, I, I Listen, I love interacting with our listeners in general, and I think this, this Twitter poll option is really interesting. And I've been trying to figure something out for a while, and, it, and it's basically at this point now. You know, we're we're thinking about Vegas vacations and and options, and what it, what is it we do for future ones? And I was like, well, boom! I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask the people that that want to come to these things. What do they think? And you guys responded in uh, in in significant numbers, and so now a uh, a high end steak experience is an option for future 360 Vegas vacations. I'm not gonna say it's a definite, but it's definitely now. Now I won't even think twice about it when you have virtually 80% of people going, yeah, fucking do it. The, the one thing we got to do if we're going to go to a high-end restaurant is we got to figure out a better way to do the checks. I, well, I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. So and, that that's and where I you're going to have to work with the properties ahead I, exactly. of time. No. The, yeah. These things, obviously, when you when you start to get to a high-end area is where I, I will be working far more intimately with, with the property to figure out the exact logistics of how this is going to work. Because there's no fucking way we're going to show up with 20, 25, 30 people to, to have these these ridiculous, expensive steaks. And we're like, going, so are you guys ready for us? We're like, well, we're not really ready. But like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I'm aware of how much we're about to fucking give you. You better fucking get right real quick. So, Karen, jump in here. What, when you're... When you're laying in bed whispering sweet nothings into Mark's ear. You mean when he's snoring into mine? And I'm swatting away going, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. What high-end steak experience will you be uh, trying to persuade him (laughs) to implement? (sighs) So obviously I've said before my favorite is heritage. I don't know that that is, I mean, heritage is very high-end. 
from as far as state goes. Um, but it was high end. It's it's as high end as other ones that we've gone to. The problem is, is you went uber high end. Don't think of that. Think about well, the regular menu. You also didn't let me finish oh, because sorry, the ahead. rest of it is sort of you know the space and. I, again, we're not. I know. Realize we're not, probably not talking to a group of forty people that we're going to bring in, but you still want some place that can accommodate us. It's probably going to have to be at one of the major properties. I, I've already thought about this. It's going to be a private dining situation. It's going to be. They, uh, all of these places have them. Yeah, I know they do. But then again, for you to figure out the check thing, I know that's going to be a challenge. I, yeah. Um, I've already thought of before I even reached out to people. I knew how this was going to go. I, I'm kind of. surprised surprised I'm saying this I would probably recommend going with STK for the first go round and see how that goes the one downside to the STK is it's not with either Harris or MG or excuse me Caesars or MGM right which you're you know having Currently conversations with, with right. and, and may be able to arrange better so if that's the case and we're looking at one of those then the heritage is obviously on the table but well, see, I've been to Strip Steak and love it, loved it, and I've been there and haven't, but it's also down at the far end. Which, actually, if we're staying South, if we're staying south Strip and doing this, I'd probably say Strip Steak. There's a lot of things up in the air for Vegas Vacation 4. Like, as we've disclosed before, the, the original concept when Tony and I started working together to develop these was a South, a Mid, and a North Strip. However, what Luxor did for us has really kind of changed the game, and now... We are basically everything's up for for uh, interpretation now. We don't know what Vegas Vacation Four is going to be. We don't know where we're going to stay. We don't know how this is going to work. So we're exploring all our options. But I agree with you. Like my initial thought was, as much as I from day one when we started the show, I was like SDK, SDK, SDK. It made perfect sense to do it. However, depending on however this thing plays out, maybe if if we're staying at Luxor, we go to Tender. Oh, I forgot about Tender. Yeah. I, well, and here's the upside to Tender, and, and you're, you somewhat stole my thunder, but I love that we're in the same headspace here, Mark. One of many awesome parts about if we were to choose Tender, you can get a, I believe, $50 off your $100 coupon or $50 off your $100 tab benefit through My Vegas. So for all of our listeners who I'm sure are like oh, us and have clever Tony, it's it's just something to throw out there. It's just something. To, and well, but again, it is our opportunity to re, I, I say reward. That's a slightly condescending way to say it. But to to show thanks and appreciation to Luxor for all of the things that Luxor uh, has not, and will do for it's us. It's not condescending. I've specifically spoken to because obviously uh, Michael Patton, right? Michael Patton. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. That's where we had a listener named Michael Patton. He is a listener. He was on the, the live podcast. No, I'm thinking of J. Mark Patton. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, gotcha. Anyway, I, I have, because obviously he's a casino guy, so he hooks us up with the table games, but he's not hooking us up with rooms or, or resort, or, you know, uh, food or whatever, food and beverage. So I, I'm, I'm dealing with some new people now, and there's a lot of exciting things. I'm not, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. Well, but, but no, think about the other plus side about that. We have dinner at Tender. Hey, the tables are right there. I, I trust me. I, I I'm working on this, but now once again we're in the same realm as we were with with um, Tropicana, where I'm working with somebody, and obviously uh, we we don't Luxor's not going to get fucking bought from anybody underneath. So it's basically, do these guys want to play ball? And ultimately, 
the the one thing that I've talked about with Michael is like no matter what happens, I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to do something with Luxor next with gambling, time. Based at on least. what they did, yeah, Absolutely. you know, we're going to make an effort to get down there because they've earned it, and and we want to showcase them, and and we want you know to reward them for the way that they treated us. So Absolutely, there's a Absolutely. lot of shit going on. Anything can happen. We got a long way until the next one, but uh, it's fun. I, I almost wish I could share all the shit I know with you guys, but at the same time, I don't, don't want to be like, this because... is happening, this is happening. None of those things are going to happen. <laughs> it's all, it's fluid. It's very fluid. Yep. And then next up, we've got a couple of emails. The first one is from our dear friend, John Williams, and it is titled, You Guys Are Awesome. You're going to love this. Aw. I was recently diagnosed with a condition. While not life-threatening, it makes it very difficult for me to speak. I originally said I wouldn't be going to Vegas Vacation 3. My wife said, why would you not go? Are they expecting you to give a speech? <laughs> I love that woman. <laughs> I contacted a few people that were going and let them know what was going on with me, and they all said the same thing. Don't worry about it. Just come to Vegas and enjoy yourself. That's all that matters. I especially like Tony's response to me when he said, you really think with me there you will get a word in edgewise? <laughs> So I'd like to share some of my favorite moments from Vegas Vacation 3. He gave us a top 10. Or no, no, top 8. <laughs> Number one, the limo ride from the Strip to Fremont, complete with Tony's stripper pole moves. G-rated, of course. Oh, that was buddy. It's so G-rated that he is now, uh, you can now find him at, at 360 <laughs> Vegas exactly. Tony. It's so G-rated. I was like, why don't we go ahead and just create my own right. Twitter handle for people to tag me I in? I think this yeah, is best. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> Number two, dinner at Pizza Rock. Maybe the best pizza I've ever had. Number three, hanging out in the sun at Banger Brewery, listening to Mark talk about Vegas. Number four, Yelling Joey's name and having people we don't know join in. <laughs> Number five, watching Mark try to talk his way into T-Mobile Arena and them having none of it. I'm a horrible liar. Like I said, as we were attempting this, we're like, oh, is there any way we can get in there? I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I'm terrible at lying. There's no way they're going to buy this. And they, they yeah, I, they, they were having none of it. Number six, the staff at Luxor and how awesome they were. Number seven, the people who attended Vegas Vacation 3, every one of them is beyond nice. Number eight, meeting Karen for the first time and her being possibly the nicest person Aww. on earth. <laughs> no, I think John and Colleen already have those, those titles. <laughs> and my least favorite thing about Vegas Vacation 3, number one, no Jamie. Oh, he's a big fan of Mr. Martinez. We agree, we miss Jamie. <laughs> I didn't think Mark could top Vegas Vacation 2, but he did, and I thank him for it. I can't encourage people enough to join the party. John. Uh, you know, it's funny. He's so sweet. I just love him. One of the reasons why I love these emails that uh, that he sends post these is, is he is that guy. He's he's quite shy. He's quite reserved. And we're a bit of a... A, 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 a loud, obnoxious yeah. bunch. <laughs> and, and this is a guy that clearly thinks that's fun, but doesn't want to be in that He dangerous. doesn't want to be the loud obnoxious one he just right. likes to hang around us right, right but we don't get ourselves in trouble we're just loud people like geez you guys are really loud right? yeah. so it, we're yeah we're, we're troublemakers but one of the things i love about this and is apparently we are if you're charming enough apparently we're charming enough that we can still be troublemakers and get away with it a la the beer fountains <laughs> right <laughs> that would that was a that was a hell of a role that was going on there <laughs> but one of the one, one of the reasons why i love sharing these and i love that he writes these 
is we had a UK listener who was in Vegas while we were there at 360 Vegas Vacation 3, knew that we were there, but was equally a little shy about being there. So he never bothered to, to touch base Aww. with us. And, and I was like, buddy, buddy, no, John Williams did it at Vegas Vacation 2. He sent an email talking about, listen, I, I'm this shy guy and I did this. It was so amazing. But come on, man. And, and when he reached out to me and I had already seen this email from John, I'm like, oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. That we're those people that are like going, oh, the quiet dude. Love the quiet dude. Oh, quiet dude rules. <laughs> oh, bummer. But amazing email once again from this guy. You know, I often wonder, there are, there are few people in the world that are like John and Colleen. And I often say to folks, if individuals, and I'm, I'm using John and Colleen as, as my hypothetical here, but you find people like John and Colleen. If John and Colleen, who never have a, a negative word to say about anybody. That's not true. That's not true. Oh. That's not true. Uh-oh. I'm not going to say any more, but that's not true. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tolerate him. I can't do it. Oh, no, no, no. It had nothing, nothing negative to do with any of us. But... It, there, there is a. To hear Canadians complain would be amazing. Oh no! That'd be like seeing a unicorn. It's, Aaron. It... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably apologized right. for not liking this <laughs> You know what? I think you're right. I think they did. But, but okay. To listen to this show, you have to have somewhere inside you. And I, I said this with you about Christina because you couldn't understand why a mom with two kids, two young kids like listening to you. She fascinates me. You have to have a little bit to like this show and to put up with us every week. A sarcastic, snarky streak in you someplace. In general, yeah. So I'm not saying it all comes out as easily as as the three of ours does. Right. But, oh, it's there. (laughs) It's it's just when they decide to use it. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I will will forever point to, you know, if John doesn't, doesn't speak much while he's there, I think possibly one of the best cuts. Oh, the but what he did trip, say, yes, was, was like priceless. Breakfast, like, <laughs> oh my god, I don't think anyone's going to be able to insult me more than that. <laughs> like, gold star for you, John. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the fun thing about folks like that, because when you know they're very cerebral, they really they take in, they yeah, watch, they know what's yeah, going yeah. on, oh, but yeah. they come at life with such a different perspective that when they they don't say much, but when they do. Oh, they're going to zing you, well, and they're oh, going to zing you. And then the idea yep. that they have the same sort of sense of humor as as we do, then it's even better because, like, you don't see it. Like, one of our favorite things is when you don't see it coming and somebody just blindsides you. are like, oh, my God, that was awesome. So when the guy that you're not expecting in any way, shape, or form to say anything gets you, you're like, that may have been the greatest slight I've ever had. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I couldn't be more elated that, that that they came out that we got to meet Colleen. It was just what a what a wonderful. I mean, when you think about all of the things that that add to these vacations, no doubt about it, a huge factor is or are John and Colleen. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's that's the best part. And again, I think we talked about this before. What was weird for me going into Vegas Vacation Three was I missed. Too, right. Right. So, so many of these folks, you guys had already met and, and merged with them. What I love about it is everybody that was there added 
something. So the same way, Tony, you just said, you know, that the John and Colleen are one of the best parts. They absolutely are. For different reasons, everybody else that was there was one of the best parts at different points in time. They, yeah. Everybody, it just adds another element or layer or for lack of a better word they add another color to the trip yeah i i still say my biggest regret every single trip is not spending enough time with everybody and i know i make the concerted effort and we all make the concerted effort to spend time with everybody but it's always one of the things like we're so and so like oh they already left like oh shit i, I missed him oh that sucks damn it so it's and, and it's so bizarre like we literally have a show titled Friend Filter because it's it's amazing how many of these people you meet and like, oh, we're totally going to be friends forever. This is ridiculous that we're, we're yeah, we're friends. I, I still say it's because they listen to us being ourselves every week. And, and if they still, <laughs> accept us for yeah, who we are. <laughs> well, exactly. You don't have, I mean, that's the thing. You don't have that awkwardness about am I going to say something that's going to offend somebody. They right. already know that the worst of the shit that we're going to say. Right, right. So if they've heard all that and they're like, oh, no, I still want to meet and hang out with these people. Well, all right, then. Come on, let's bring it on. That's and awesome. and we're. I will say this, I think, about us. We tend to be very non-judgmental as well. I mean, whoever you are and whatever you're into, that's that's up to you and we don't judge and we don't you know have an issue with it so you know bring it on we don't have to agree on everything but as long as we're having a good time that's all cool absolutely you know mark you and you and you have mentioned this before as it relates to you and karen and the relationship that you guys have amongst yourselves as a married couple but i also got it out in vegas which is holy cow you are just as over the top in person as you are on the podcast and it's such a i mean i probably shouldn't but my ego chooses to take that as a ginormous compliment of you're just you're as funny you're as offensive you're as sarcastic in real life as you are that truly they they appreciate the fact that from brain to mouth zero filter yeah. so right. it's you know i Guys, when you when I'm talking to you, I can't wait to see what I'm about to say to you. Just like you can't wait to hear what I'm about to say. <laughs> because what, and Tony doesn't know what's going to come out half the time. So. Right. Open my mouth. Mark doesn't see what comes out. Mark doesn't know what's going to come out half the time. <laughs> yeah. I I credit you. I seriously credit you guys for not editing more of me. I, I frankly I think you should. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm Where, like, oh, I uh-uh. can't wait to do this. Where would be the fun in that? <laughs> right. We, we've got to make sure they all know that the same Tony that we know and love. Absolutely. Do you mind, Mark, can I take this email from our buddy, uh, James Jones? I think you should. I mean, it's basically for you. All right. It, it really was. So our buddy James emailed us, and he said, I finally got around to listening to your last podcast. And to clarify my email for Tony, number one, if you go to the 3535 bar, which for those that aren't familiar, it's the, the quote-unquote cocktail bar at the link, he said, between the hours of 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., your cocktail is a free comp regardless of your tier status while you're playing video poker. Number two, if it's outside of the 3 to 6 p.m. happy hour, then your cocktail is $2 per drink if you're gold or platinum or even if you don't even have a player's card but you're still playing video poker. He said, at least this was the case as of April 17th, 2016. I hope this helps James Jones. All right, so James, buddy, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is good information. Mark, if you don't mind, 
in July when I podcast on Vice Lounge, I am likely going to use uh, James' information, relay that to our listeners, because I know that they're, that's important to them to find out. But James, this was exactly, man, exactly what I was looking for, because I just, nobody gave me anything definitive. Nobody gave me anything concrete of either yes or no drinks could be comped. And if they were comped, here's the time when you should go in to be able to enjoy them comped. I'll be honest with you, Mark. I was at the link prior to Vegas vacation start. Oh, well, we were all at the link. Yeah, prior to yeah, okay. yeah we know. Anyway, we were looking for you. Yeah. So when we were there and you were looking for me, I was at 3535 Bar and I got a drink apparently comped for me, but only once I read James's email here did I realize that I paid $6 for that drink and I shouldn't have. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, James, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is incredibly good information for listeners that like to drink cocktails, not necessarily a beer per se. Go to 35, 35 bar between three and six. They're comped. Outside of that, they're two bucks. Even I have to concede for two dollars. I think they make really quality drinks that I'd be willing to play some video poker and pay well done, two bucks. Well done, for. James. You're transitioning shows. He's going to be on two podcasts. Oh, see, buddy, in 2016, you got to be much more clear on what transitioning means. Because <laughs> it's okay now, and we accept it. I didn't, that I didn't think there was a whole lot that you could do with an email. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And our last email is from Scott Pierce. He writes, I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you for your work. The podcast is awesome. The time and effort that yourself, Karen, and your co-host, both past and present, more present than past put forth is greatly appreciated <laughs> that was my commentary by the way <laughs> you guys make our trips better and the time in between the trips more tolerable keep it up and good luck in vegas Scott. so so for the record i put no effort into the show other than showing up but your personality so, your person it's very similar to while i made a joke it's very similar to brian brian made virtually no contribution to the show but it's your personality and your opinion that that is the contribution. And and I well, and Brian did make a contribution to the show because he really helped you flesh out the whole idea and the format, and Agreed. he was somebody that you bounced ideas off of. Matt obviously was part of the. What did we do? We did reviews with him. We did Annie up. Annie up and reviews and, and reviews. reviews. So yeah. I mean, he he did. He kind of in, he invented reviews basically. Yeah, he he definitely put some effort into it during his time here, which is awesome, and we appreciate it because obviously we're still using the reviews he format tons, and everything yeah, else. Yeah. And and Tony, although maybe not as visible to some folks, I know that you and Tony talk about this shit a lot. It's a, it's um, amazing. Like I used to do similar things with Matt. To be fair, I used to do similar things with Matt. So even even before you know, obviously everyone knows that Tony does you know the 360 Legal Lounge, but um, he does his sense, own podcast. Yeah, he's got his own podcast. He's got his own life. But you know, he Tony, you really do also spend a lot of time on the show and. I know Mark appreciates it, so I will say thank you, even if he... Well, I know he will, but... He, yeah, he's been an amazing sounding board. It, it's While, while I, I don't discredit, or I mean, I love all the time that we have with Brian, and Matt was absolutely amazing, and all my other co-hosts have come in. Tony has really kind of matched my, my energy and creative um, uh, direction. Their juices are interflowing. Yes, yes. It very, it very much helps me, and I'm like... Y'all are mixing juices. And it <laughs> See, you didn't get that right off the bat. Come on. I um, he he is the perfect like. Oh my god, I have an idea. I need to talk to somebody about it. And Tony says so he's like, well, 
Let's let's stop and think about this for a minute. I know. I know. <laughs> while, while Brian was like, that is awful. <laughs> like, do you have another idea? I don't have any other ideas for you, but that was awful. <laughs> Tony's like, well, there are ways we can look at this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not completely broken. <laughs> Listen, I, I will say on this show, the same thing I've said to you guys, the same thing that I said uh, the day that you very graciously introduced me as, as being the, the, you know, the Permanent next co-host. Co yes. No, not um, not next. It's not. That which, makes it sound like you're just one in the yeah, next no, long. No, no, no. You're, you're the you're permanent the, until you I, relinquish that title. Hey, you know what, Wilt Chamberlain? Don't worry about it. It's cool. I know where I live. <laughs> okay, we, we've also we've never fired anybody, so That's everybody true. has left voluntarily, which yeah. might say more about Mark than you realize. Yeah. So That's we'll right. see. We'll see if you can beat their records, Tony. <laughs> Before you go, that's it. I have had enough. There, I am filling very large shoes. Every time you bring, you had a new co-host, they added something different to the show. Brian, as I've said before, you just had the relationship with. Matt was truly the first listener that reached out to you. Right. You know, so so expanded the show in that regard. Scott, boots on the ground. I mean, how how do you how do you fight somebody who who literally lives and eats and breathes this stuff? So, my goal, and and I said this to the folks out in 360 Vegas. I'm like, you know, when they would say these incredibly kind and and generous things to me, the I mean, it was it was humbling, but it was also, believe it or not, for a guy who's got a huge ego, incredibly awkward because I'm like, I, and and I'll say right now what I said to them, I, that means the world to me that you say that, but. All I do is show up, I get drunk, and I just wait to see what sort of offensive shit comes out of my mouth. And people seem, oh, Mark, the only person that I need to impress is Mark, and, and he seems to dig that stuff. But the fact that you love it as well, thank you. Right. It's, it's, it's true, but in, to Karen's regard, I don't think, Mark, you've ever had a terrible idea at least in when you and I have been texting back and forth, I think you have you give me raw emotion yeah. ideas, and then it's just our. And then what we do is we go back and forth. We we you know we flesh it out. We talk about it. We figure out you know what's your real goal, and we find a way that that ends up being a great way. Anything that this. So when we were and I may have mentioned this, but it's worth repeating even one more time because of your care your mark your remark. Karen. <laughs> Yay, alcohol! <laughs> of, you know this is this is really Mark's show, and 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 I will never, never, never try to downplay this. It is your show, Mark. Somebody, when the dealer at um at, at Luxor said, "So are you guys here as a part of a convention?" And I said, "Oh no, 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 no!" I said that guy, and I pointed to you, and I said that guy. He does a podcast. All of us here, we're all just fans, and and, and we listen to the show, and so we came out, and he's like, "So all of you at all of these tables are here because of that guy." And yep. we said, yeah, exactly. Yep. So people oh, don't understand. The man behind the curtain is Karen and I get an email from Mark the day we record this five hours ahead of time. Well, which, which Tony, you'll actually open up and look at ahead of time. I don't look at I, I sit down <laughs> and go, OK, wait, where is it? So did okay, Brian, found so it. did Scott. Skim, I, skim, Matt skim, may skim, have skim. read it early. <laughs> But I, I've gotten to the point where I realize I ha at least have to skim through it to see the stories because otherwise we get something and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, didn't right. cut so, you off. No, that was, listen, I think here's where all of this came from. It came from 
Scott saying in sending this incredibly generous email, at least and I'll give my two cents and then you guys should definitely jump in here. But I, my point is what a really gracious thing for Scott to say. Again, just much like much like Randall, who gave a PayPal donation, much like John Williams, who sits down and will take the time to to send an, an email, or or our buddy James on on 3535. Not only do they just take the time to type out an email, but when you get to see, and and really, 360 Vegas Vacation Three put it in perspective for me. For the longest time, I viewed my contribution to the show as just being the drunk idiot that sits down and, and <laughs> says crazy stuff. And then you get to meet these folks or you get to read Scott's email and you're like, my goodness, you people care what us assholes say about this. <laughs> what? What are you doing? So seriously, Scott, it's that was a very, very, very kind thing. But please understand, it is 100% Mark. Everything that you see is Mark. And and I I I really appreciate that. And, and while I do know that, it, that I mean it's listen, I am the guy that writes all the show notes. I'm the one that does all the research, the blog posts, the social media, like all of that stuff is me. I I still firmly and I made this argument with Brian very early on when when he would start to kind of you know uh, say that he doesn't do much. I couldn't do this show without my co-host. I couldn't do it. It wouldn't be the show that I want. Like listen, I'll make all the effort. So we can get together and talk to each other and, and like, listen, this is what we're going to talk about. But honestly, it's what we're going to talk about in between we, when we try to make each other laugh and have a good time. And, and that, that's really like I, I appreciate everything you're saying. And, and it does mean a ton to me that, that you know, it, it, the, the effort that I put in is is recognized, especially by, you know, those who participate. But I couldn't do this show without you. I couldn't do it without Karen. I couldn't do it without Brian, Matt, Scott, every co-host I've ever had. I couldn't do it without the people that I have fun doing it with. I mean, I could write these notes and I could get a co-host in there, but if, if you didn't make it fun to sit down and record and have a conversation with, make each other laugh, and like and, the people and the, I want to The number of times with. that he laughs when he's editing, like I... I <laughs> We'll, he'll it's be true. listening on his earbuds, you know, in the in the bar, and I'll be in the the living room, and all of a sudden he just laughs out loud, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and it was something that we said that he's listening to again. I mean, it still cracks him up the second and sometimes the third time he's got to listen it's to it. It's funny uh, in in the early versions of the show. I would say for like the first fifty episodes, maybe even more, I would not only edit the show, but then I would re-listen to it again while I was at work, and I would still laugh out loud. I'm like, "That's amazing that the third time in, I still think it's funny." <laughs> But I, I want to touch on something that Tony, you said that at you know the 360 Vegas Vacation Three was kind of eye-opening for you, as you know folks were thanking you for your contribution and really, there, and I don't want this to come out as sounding egotistical because I don't mean it that way. It's a very weird. It, it's something that you had to get over quickly. It's weird to think. Number one, these people just tune in to listen to what you have to say about right, this shit. I know, right? <laughs> but it's also even weirder to think they will plan their vacation time, their time off from yeah. whatever happens in their lives yeah. to come and hang out with you because they listen to you every week. That's a very weird... Um, it, it, it's tough to get used to. It's flattering. It's it is. It's flattering. It is. I mean, there's, there's, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of it. It's like, yeah, these people come to see me on their vacation. <laughs> 
I mean, it, but it is weird when I'm trying to market to these various companies that I'm working with about going, all these people come for me, <laughs> you know, and I feel like a huge dick, but I'm like, this is what you idiots want to hear. <laughs> and it and it's, you know, there, there's an ego part of it, but it's also like, I can't believe it's humbling. Yeah. yeah, it's very humbling. It just it, and and to think about the number of people we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but the number of people that we have met that I mean, hell, Tony, you know, you're one of them. We met you because of the podcast. Oh, yeah. And, you know, undoubtedly, you and Jen are, are, you know, two of our favorite people. And that never would have happened Mm -hmm. if Mark hadn't put the time and effort into doing the show. And, you know, so, holy crap, I'm getting teary-eyed here. What the hell? Let me me save you here. One of the things that I think has been the most eye-opening or the most um, gratifying, or I, I don't even know if the most gratifying, one of the things that I think kind of rockier core that you don't that you don't ever expect is when you hear somebody say like man i was having a fucking shitty day and and i listened to the show and you just you just you made it better you made me made laugh better. like yeah. why, like the idea that i can affect somebody's day or life or or anything you know like literally like the concept is always you know i'll put in the work so we have something to talk about but it's literally just three idiots getting together to try and drink and make each other laugh and the fact that we do it, that that we do it, and you guys feel that exact same vibe, and you guys laugh along with us, it's just, it's amazing. Obviously, when I created the show, I hoped for this, but when it actually happens, you're like, wow, this is really weird. So, <laughs> maybe if I could try to sum it up, because right. we could gush on about this. We could. We appreciate the positive feedback, and know that it's very, very humbling. Yeah. And we're this gonna isn't lost on us. I think. And Mark might say different. I think we'll continue to do this as long as we're having fun and you're having fun with us. Yeah. So yeah. does that sum it up good? Sure. Okay. Unless Tony has something to add. Well, no, I'm just, I think the circle jerk is super fun, though, and I don't want to. <laughs> So let me keep telling you how awesome you two are, and then you two tell me how awesome I am, and we'll, we can go on for another hour. Hey. And we're going to do a whole new podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, this, isn't, this isn't our fault. This is Scott's fault, because Scott sent the email that started this. I know. Whole thing. For real. Well, actually, John. See, Scott, I hope you're happy. John yeah, started John, it. Scott right. added to it. Yeah, it just What, going donation? Uh, like all I know. It, it was, it's just a ton of, of love. Yeah, I, yeah. please don't discredit us. Well, uh, and it's, this is our first real show in, what, a Randall. month, I bet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Because we so, intentionally threw in reviews in there, and then your mom came down, and yeah, so it's been a while. And then we had, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot we didn't record this last week. This our first mom was regular here. show in about a month. Shit, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode 201. Thank you all for listening, downloading. Obviously, you now know we really do appreciate it. <laughs> not just words typed up on a script here. But if you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going over to the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. Of course, you can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates such as Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or you can just make a PayPal donation like our buddy Randall did. You can buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Of course, Please do know that we appreciate that because we get a little cut of those uh, profits. Or you can help others find the show. You can review us over at iTunes. But if you'd like to send some feedback, much like Scott, James, and our buddy John did, if you want to do it written or audio, 
you can do so. We're at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? I am proudly at 360vegastony. Karen. I am at Karen Mark. You know where to find me, as we just disclosed. And uh, until next time. Bye.